Blog Talk Radio. I've been coming to Darlington Raceway for as long as I can remember. Dale Earnhardt is about to win the sixth of the last... There's so much history here. Elliott now midway between turns three and four, looking for one million Darlington has some of the toughest races. Burton looks down to the inside. He'll not be able to... I've watched my heroes leave here in both victory and defeat. And Cale Yarbrough as your leader. Here goes Gant, right down to the inside. That's the kind of racing in the old days you used to see at Darlington. Physical for the last five laps. There's no other place like Darlington. From the bottom, they are three wide on the back straightaway. I'm Dale Earnhardt Jr., driver of the number 88 Nationwide Chevy SS. We are celebrating Darlington's throwback race weekend with a special Grey Ghost paint scheme honoring NASCAR icon Buddy Baker. Come join me and the entire NASCAR family as we pay tribute to the history and heritage of our sport at Darlington Raceway. The tradition continues Sunday, September 4th at the Bojangles Southern 500. Reserve your seats now by calling 866-459-RACE or visit DarlingtonRaceway.com. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back to my Friday Mac Live Racing. And with my Chi-Town duo, Cash Cat from Chi-Town Park and Jack Nextel. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, Rowdy, we thought we gave Jeff a new nickname. He's uh, Jackrabbit Jeff now. Exactly. When we uh, seen him hustling down pit road on Saturday, that uh, kind of looked like a jackrabbit up at, I, I, hustling down to turn one. Getting those great photos. Uh, that, that was fantastic, Rowdy. We're lucky we got him with us. Yes, yes, we are. Well, we had a little trouble here starting the show off, but that's, sometimes that happens, guys. But hey, we're we're live at Berlin, and that's 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 what we're doing tonight, right? Live from Berlin Raceway, the uh, Show Me the Money 150, uh, or bank, or money in the bank, money in the bank 150, uh, and a 75 lap Bankham uh, race for the Outlaw Super Late Model. So we'll see 225 laps of feature racing tonight, Rowdy, with two divisions. Well, that ought to be a, a fun night. Big crowd there, Mark. I know you talk like there's a bunch of good racers there. Yeah, the crowd's pretty big here, Rowdy. Uh, they're camped all over. They're even parked in the woods. So they got a good they got a good crowd here, and they got some uh, good drivers here too. Well, guys, we got some uh, drivers here tonight, Rowdy. We have some drivers who raced yesterday here tonight. We got the likes of Kyle Busch, Eric Jones, Harrison Burton, Stephen Wallace. Bubba Powell. And that's all tonight at Berlin Wrestling. Yeah, they're they're, they're all here tonight. They're uh, 30 choirs to qualify. I believe they're going to start all 30 and not run a last chance race for that division. Depends on... uh, and how they feel, I guess. We'll find out in a little bit when this race is over, if they have it or not. Then they'll have a 75-lap outlaw super late model race that they're calling the uh, Bank Robber. The Bank Robber 75. I kind of like that. And then the Money in the Bank 150 starts after that. So, Rowdy, since Friday, Jeff and I have been putting on about uh, 1,400 miles. So, uh we, we've been busy with little boys, and uh, we're still at the races tonight. Y'all, hey, we have been busy, and y'all keeping it going. I, I tell you, it's been a kind of a recouping day for me. That's what I'm going to have to do, Roddy. I'm going to have to go back to work and recoup after this vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not over. Y'all, y'all headed to Madison this weekend. For the Montgomery Ward, I guess it's a 250. 200. It's a 200. Well, Mark, 
We started this thing out Friday Friday morning at uh, MIS at Michigan International Speedway. Beautiful day that Friday, wasn't it? Rowdy, you, Jeff, and I were able to uh, enjoy some really good racing this past weekend. Uh, and it started off Friday morning. Uh, mid-morning, we were finally able to meet up. Jeff and I got in, got our credentials, met up with you. Uh, and we hit the pavement. and literally hit the pavement. It was warm down there. Uh, we survived. We saw a lot of people. We made a lot of nice. We always meet our friends there. Uh, it's just a good day when... Uh, the three-headed monster can get together and be together at the racetrack. Yes, it is. It sure is. We had a, we had a great weekend. I tell you what, it can get hot in the summertime. Woo! You were getting some of that Midwest summertime this uh, past few days, Rowdy. It's a beautiful night night tonight, though. Well, it's all seventies. Well, they say the humidity is not as bad. I could, it was just hot. I, that's all I can say. It's still hot. It was hot this past week, and luckily for Saturday, we had that wonderful media center to go in and cool off and uh, refresh ourselves. Well, uh, that, that was a great fun part. And MIS, we have Brandon Jones, the winner. Have you got the top? Which one of y'all guys got the top ten? I got the top ten, Rowdy. The top ten for uh, Friday's ARCA Corrigan Oil 200. In first place was Brandon Jones. Uh, with second place, Austin Terrio. Um, third place was Dalton Sargent. Fourth place was Brett Holmes. Coming in fifth was Gus Dean, and uh, Wisconsin native and up-and-coming driver from the Midwest, Ty Majeski was sixth. Kyle Benjamin was seventh. Cody Robral was eighth. Spencer Davis was ninth. And tenth place was Vinny Miller. It was an awesome race, wasn't it, Jeff? Yeah, it was a very good race. Uh, when you... Uh, the ending came out to be turned out pretty good. Uh, Kyle Weatherman kind of, I thought, was going to win the race, but he kind of slid up and uh, hit the wall, and uh, Brandon Jones was able to get by him on the last few laps and pulled away with about a 20-second with a 20-second lead over the for second place. Yeah, Kyle was strong all day in that 78 car. Makes some extra motorsports. He was uh, just right down to the very end. Which count? Well, he uh, was that's what, up he, he, that happened in Salem too. Remember how strong he was in Salem? He was strong in Salem, and he's been strong all year long, and just couldn't finish it in, in a few of these races where he probably could have won. Yeah. Well, well just guys, then we loaded up. I'm sorry, Ronnie. Just go ahead, Mark. Now, now, it's so exactly. tough to win an I, I, I'm telling you. Yeah. Everybody wants you to call somebody to win, and it's like, hey, you can, there's 15 that's probably possible winners here. Depending on the track and the size and everything, you're right, Rowdy. Uh, uh, the, the talent pool in ARCA right now is, is incredible, and uh, some of the racers we're going to see tonight are going to be in ARCA eventually, too. And some of them already have been in ARCA. So, uh, what, you know, it's a great series. We had a great day on Friday. Uh, I forgot how fast they really go at, at, at Michigan. What a fast racetrack, isn't it? It's really fast, guys. I tell you, I've always loved that track because uh, when you go out in the stands and you get into turn one, those carburetors, I mean, they just have a different sound tonight. That's how they can Daytona. They, they do way louder. I don't know what it is, but it's got a louder uh, holler to it than, uh, than it does its other tracks. It's it's really a good track. It's fast. It's well, real they're not, fast. They're not, being choked. 
they're not being choked by 150 horsepower with the restrictor plates like they are at Daytona and Talladega. Yeah, you can tell the difference in the sound of those engines real easy, Rowdy. And uh, you and I have both heard Daytona and Talladega this year, and uh, we can tell by, from from example, personal being there that, uh, yeah, it's, it's a different sound. It's a great sound, though. Yeah. Well, I, Spade there, does anybody, either one of y'all know what the top speed for NASCAR was this weekend there? I know they were going into the corners at almost 215 to 220 when they were going into the turns three and four and one and two. So that's, so we're talking about over one, uh, 210. They passed that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the pulpit speed this weekend was, Rowdy, because uh, we were off racing at another race last night. So <laughs> <laughs> we have to go on. Maybe somebody can call in and give us some information on that. No, we'd love to hear from them. Well, you know, in the past, I believe it was sitting on the on the pole at like two oh five, two oh four. In the past, so they can't slow them down. They look like they like to slow them down. But Mark, it's like you said, no restricted plate racing, and I, I love her. It's a completely different sound of car. It's it's a deeper, throatier sound. If if I can come up with a term for it, Rowdy, would you agree? Yeah, yeah, right. I, I would. Uh, it, it, it's yeah, it is a very it's a very distinct, and they're running a different exhaust system too. The the whole package that they run at the super speedways and the speedways is is so different. It's it's like apples and oranges almost. You really can't compare them. Well, so how's the weather there in Berlin tonight, guys? How's the weather there in Berlin tonight? You partly cloudy, beautiful. Low 70s, the humidity's down. It's the perfect night for racing, Rowdy. You, it doesn't get much better than this. Sounds like it was it's perfect evening to make for fast cars. The, it's warm enough for the tires to make good grip, and it's cool enough for the motors to make a lot, little more horsepower, so... I think we're in for a really good show tonight, and I'll be disappointed if we're not, Rowdy. Out of the four races we've seen since Friday, this may be the best. And uh, what do they say, best for the last? Well, this possibly could work out that way. Uh, we'll see in a couple of hours after it's over, and uh, we'll be able to – the show will be over, but we'll be able to report on the the finish of the race next week's show and on Facebook. Well, you know, that's right. All you got to do is follow me on Facebook, and I'll be posting photos uh, from from Berlin. I've already got some up already right before the show. So. Well, between you and Jeff, we've been posting pictures since Friday. So, uh, Or actually, you've been there since you were there Thursday. So we've, uh, we've given a lot of coverage the past few nights and days, and uh, we're just going to continue on doing that. Jeff and I are going to take a three-day breather before we head off to Madison next Friday and then uh, possibly another race next Saturday. So we're we're busy, uh, but it keeps us out of trouble, kind of. Well, Mark, let's, let's stop to take just a little break for a second, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. You got it, Rowdy. <clears throat> At the floor of Bama Lounge A northern boy just soaking in the virtues of the south Driven down from Boston He left five feet of snow Takes after those white sugar strands to the Gulf of Mexico Waved his hands in the air He had his voice rose through the roof Spread in the message of his undisputed truth like an old-time revival, his 
just wanna hide or stick to me. If you get that special feeling that goes deep into your bones, if you've been moved by power grooves coming out of muscle shows. Y'all have down here Smoky days, dreamland ribs Watch out when I'm gonna be Can't replace him with Gunray And you know he saw the light Can't nothing like those sweet magnolia nights It's the tight curves of a southern girl In those town day nights Alabama gang from Hewittown A rocket city ride Finish up, and we're gonna watch some great racing tonight. Well, guys, I got Don on here. I will bring Don in just a minute because uh, he got to experience some of that of the journey. I was in that Don. Hey, Don. Oh. I'm doing good. How are y'all? Well, we're doing good, Don. Every time we here. Oh, we had, we had a blast, didn't we? Especially the ride up there and the ride back. We did. I had to uh, kind of cut Jeff and Mark uh, off and put them on the back burner because they had too much uh, feed off from yeah, the, they I guess it's noise from the track. They, the cars burn. They, they, they still riding around, looks like, or something. They, they watching people ride around, but um, I'm sure they have the blast. We always do. Uh, oh yeah. We always do. You got to experience some of. There, Don. We had a great, great trip. What, what, what was your uh, takeoff of uh, MIS there from MIS weekend? Oh. Actually, Thursday and Friday, we were there. Great. You know, that's the second time I've been up there. You know, it's a great, great track, you know. And uh, other than uh, they need to move it about 500 miles south to it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a great, great track. I'll to take go to. that. Nobody's ever been. It's a great track. 
you know, um, it's fast and, uh, you know, wide. There's not a whole lot of wrecks, so, you know, you get to see who's, who, who's got the good car and who the good driver is. Well, it was a ride up, man. It's, it was about a ten and a half hour drive for us. Yes, it was. And then once we got there, uh, like I was talking earlier, how hot it was. It's uh, you had to hydrate early and uh, hydrate late. I, I just don't, I don't know how the drivers take the heat. I know they can, they've got air to keep their heads cool, but how they can take all the other abuse from the, from being in the car. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rowdy, we're here. I just brought you. All right, I, I brought you back in here because I could hear the cars earlier, which is not a bad thing. Well, we're doing the best we can to keep the racing action to a minimum quiet-wise, but uh, we're limited on that, Robbie. And, uh, Jeff and I just got a little update on what's going on here at the track. They're running 75 lapper right now for the Outlaw Super Late models, and they, I think they're not running last chance races, so... Uh, we'll be here for a little bit longer as soon as they start lining up for the big race. I think we're going to have to skedaddle off the show. Well, that last chance race, that really turns into to some exciting racing, doesn't it, Mark? They can be rowdy. They're either really good races or they're wreck fests, one or the other. Well, I imagine a wreck fest, yeah, that, that's got to show up there. Yep, they've got eight laps to go on the 75 lap right now, Rowdy, and uh, we'll know the answer of the first race of the evening soon. So, uh, does one of y'all guys have the uh, way the top ten finished? How we, not the top, not how we're stacking in the top ten on points. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rowdy, I got the top ten in points for the Arco series. Um, still in first place, and uh, probably padded to his lead, it was Austin Terrio um, with 1,970 points. Uh, Dalton Sargent in his second with 1,830 points. Um, we have a tie for third with Gustine and Riley Hurst, both at 1,665 in points. Then we also have another tie for fifth with Brett Holmes and Shane Lee at 1,620 points apiece. And coming in seventh is A.J. Fike with 1,435 points, followed by Zane Smith in eighth at 1,425 points. Um, In ninth is Thomas Prater, 1,315 points. And rounding out the top ten is Brad Smith with 1,305 points. And that's the top ten. Well, I'm going to tell you, there's no telling who's going to be. Uh, it's uh, Anywhere can happen in that top for the championship. I, I'd say for the, your, the, top, the top five's got a great chance of being the champion. Well, guys, listen, I'm going to bring in uh, Jason, and let him give us an update on the Brett Holmes Racing Report. It was awesome being able to hang out with them this weekend. Hey, Jason. Hey, Randy. What's going on, guys? Man, just uh, Jason. trying to recoup from the weekend. I hear that, man. It was a, it was a, it was a good weekend, but it was a, it was a long weekend there, and it's just you know the grind of the schedule is kind of starting to catch up with everybody, I think, and. Uh, it's nice to get a few days to kind of recoup and uh, get it turned around before we head up to Madison. But, uh, yeah, it was great seeing you guys up there. I'm glad we got to finally all kind of meet up together at a racetrack and, uh, you know, kind of connect in person since we do it on the phone every every Monday or so. So it was good to see you guys. And, uh, hey, 
Brent Holmes Racing. Had a good weekend. A lot to talk about, Jason. Congratulations. Uh, you know, it, it, we're still not even halfway there. You know, I, I feel like you've got the some of the bad things that happened in racing over with, and it's looked like you're headed in the right direction. The guys on the crew, I, I believe that. Yeah, and, and what we've seen the past few weeks, Rowdy, is, is you know, VHR struggled there for a few weeks, you know, with some DNFs and some um, just some engine issues and different things like that. And we talked about how, you know, it was just trying to, you know, get get to the track and get a finish. You know, it was it was more of uh, we weren't really trying to get out there and, and you're always trying to win, but we were really just trying to get, get out there to get a decent finish. And now that the season's kind of progressed a little bit, you know, um, we had a, a fourth at Elko. We got a Pocono. We run a little bit. If we didn't have a speeding penalty at Pocono, we probably had a top eight car. So the past three weeks, uh, fourth and then 14th and then fourth again at Michigan um, was really good for us. And, and the reason it's good is because we all know Brett can drive short tracks. Uh, he grew up on them. He, can, he ran late model for years. Um, so Madison going to play into our favor in some of the short tracks coming up. Um, getting through the intermediate tracks right now and doing as well as we did um, at Michigan, you know, winning Scott Rookie of the Race and different things like that, um, it really shows that Brett's come a long way in his intermediate program and the team has come a long way in our intermediate program uh, at putting, you know, better equipment on the track putting uh, Brett's getting a little more confident, a little more comfortable behind the wheel in intermediate tracks. I think he really liked Michigan, the way it set up. Um, and I think overall, just the attitude of the team is kind of, it, it's we're running better, so the attitude of the team's a little better. We're not behind anymore like we were. Um, so everything's starting to click, you know, in the infancy stages of it. it everything's kind of starting to start moving in the right direction. So, um, we're really excited right now to get the next few races going and really see if we can't um, do some damage here, uh, you know, in the, in, in the in the point standings here because we're right now, I believe we're tied for fifth um, with Shane Lee. So we got a couple more uh, positions we want to knock out to, uh, you know, keep that momentum rolling and, and hopefully get Brett to break through and, and, and grab a win here pretty soon. And then, Rowdy, we've talked about it. You know, once once we can break through and get that first win, um, they should start, you know, things start to come a little easier after that, just getting over that initial hump. So, you know, we've, we've broken the top five hump. Uh, we want to break the, the top three, top two hump, and then break that, um, finally break that ceiling of, getting on to the top of the podium instead of just the, the other two spots. So right now we're in a good place, um, and we're excited to get to another short track. Um, and I think that if we can just keep the momentum rolling, and right now momentum's, from what I can tell in the series, momentum has played a key um, part to the way everything's kind of shaping up in the points phase. You're having guys that, like Brett, and our team kind of got some really bad luck out of the way. Uh, we're seeing some bad luck go through the Cunning, one of the Cunningham cars, or if not both of the Cunningham cars right now. And we're seeing, um, you know, just different, different. During the season, every team's going to go through ups and downs, and I think we're seeing that start to play out, and how some teams are doing better than others, and it's not just a consistent somebody's dominating every week. So, it's wide open, guys. I mean. The points, you know, are a little spread out right now, but they're really not. Um, anything can happen, and we're not even halfway through the season. So, moving forward, we're just going to keep our nose to the grindstone and just kind of really take it one race at a time, get the best possible finish we can. Um, we, the last race, the Michigan race, we and the Pocono race, we used our older intermediate car, I believe, at. Iowa, we're going to break out our new intermediate car um, and use that for the uh, the rest of the intermediate tracks down the stretch. So we should be even better on the intermediate program throughout the end of the season. We've already been right on the cusp of being good on the short track program. 
um, like at Elko. So I feel like our short track program's moving in the right direction. Um, our speedway program was, you know, was was very good this season. Um, and then the wild card road course race coming up. So um, we're just going to take them one at a time. And Brett's focused and the team's focused on just getting us um, some really consistent finishes right now in the top five and then start breaking through and getting a couple of victories here and seeing if we can't uh, have something to say about this points championship by the by the time we get to Kansas. Well, Jason, you brought up a, a, a good point. Uh, Brett's not the only one. These other good teams are suffering through some of the same things that Brett's went through. They're going through it also. So it, it, it wasn't just what just, just not one team. A lot of the good teams are are having kind of the same problems. Yeah, and 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 Randy, you're going to see this in play out the rest of the season. I mean, we've seen it in years past. Uh, maybe not last year as much with Chase Briscoe, but you know, we've seen it in the past where you have a handful of cars that are um, capable of winning the championship, and then you take that and really you throw in a lot of variables, a lot of luck a lot of different mechanical deals going on in the cars and stuff like that. And if you get the variables pointing in the right direction, then you can get the championship. I mean, that, that's in that's in so many different sports, not, even, not just in motor racing. It's in everything. Um, you know, there's luck, there's karma, there's all these different things that I believe have great impacts on how the season works. And when you're in a rut, you're in a rut. And when you're hot, you're hot. So right now – trying to build on momentum is how we're going to succeed and keep moving towards our goal of winning the championship. Um, but there's plenty of other teams that are also building on momentum right now. Um, but there's also some teams that traditionally have been very dominant and are not performing. Um, you know, they're, they're in a little bit of a rut. So you got to strike when the iron's hot. We feel like this could be the next four to five races right here will really decide the championship. Um, and if we can, you know, get the momentum to roll into us getting a few victories here in the next few weeks, um, then this little team from uh, Munford, Alabama, will uh, have something to say about the ARCA championship by the end of the season. Well, uh, Jason, I got Mark and Jeff over there. They're in Berlin tonight, and they'll be at Madison Friday afternoon. And, uh, Mark, you live with Jason. Hi, Jason. It was great to finally meet you uh, last Friday. Uh, we had a brief but nice visit. Yeah, yeah, it was great to see you guys, and it was great to meet you finally, and we got a picture, and yeah, it was a brief conversation, but uh, hopefully we'll have many more opportunities to kind of sit down and maybe discuss some stuff when we're at the track. But it was, yeah, it was great meeting you guys. I really enjoyed that. Well, thank you. The uh, feeling's mutual. It was great to meet you with you also, and uh Boy, Brett seems to have turned it around the last few races. We've been uh, we've been keeping an eye on him, and uh, uh, things are really starting to look up. Yeah, I mean, we we feel that way. Um, you you got to look at it, and Mark, the thing about it is, last season you look at what we did. We come in out of the blue, just kind of running, you know, a very small seven race schedule, and it almost comes easy to us. Brett breaks through, right his first race in Nashville, gets a top five, gets rookie of the race. You know, we think that ARCA is going to be, I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk, but we're, we're, we're thinking in the back of our minds that this, you know, it won't be as hard as we thought it would be. Well, we came into 2017 um, and figured out just how competitive and how hard the ARCA Racing Series is um, week in and week out, especially when you're running a full season for a championship battle. So, um, we're learning just like everybody else, and we've talked about it in the past. Um, it came so easy to us last year, and this year it's been a little bit of a struggle at the beginning of the season, but there's growing pains with every team that comes into the series. There are always, there's always going to be those growing pains. So we feel like we've gotten at least some of them out of the way. I'm sure they're not all completely over, but um, right now we're really excited about building momentum. I can see it on – the team's face, uh, Brett's face as he gets out of the car. He's just, he's feeling more confident in the car. He's feeling more 
um, like we used to see when he was dominating late model. He's starting to get that swagger back. And um, as he continues to get more confident in these cars specifically, we're going to see some special things. It's, it's, it's not a matter of, we've talked about it before, it's not a matter of if he's going to dominate the ARCA series or, or at least get some wins out of the way. He's, it's a matter of when he, is he going to do it. So we're excited. Um, we're focused on keeping our um, all of our ducks in a row right now, taking it each little baby step uh, to keep going in the right direction. But but we feel pretty good about it right now. Well, with Madison coming up, uh, Madison's a, a, a tight, cornered, fast half mile, high baking, two two distinct grooves. Uh, How's he feeling about that? I know he's never raced there before, but yeah, and and you know, with short tracks, Brett's raced on pretty much any type. You know, there's there, there's always different types. You, you've got tracks like, um, you know, like Berlin, they're a little different. And you've got tracks like uh, Salem that are you know high bank and fast. And there's always there's always different short tracks. Um, you know, this is a little bit of a flatter one. It's a little bit of a shorter one. I know you. Um, from what I can tell, you you really dive off into the corner and kind of stab the brakes to get through the corner. So brakes are you know crucial at a race like this. Um, Very much. Brett's, yeah, you know, and Brett's excited about it. You know, he he feels like when anytime we go to a short track, Brett Brett's confident. I believe in himself as a more of a short track you know uh, expertise than he has anywhere else. You know, there's always an error if we're going to an intermediate track that um, he's got a little bit to learn. And, of course, he always has a little bit to learn at tra- short tracks that he's never been to, but I believe he feels like he can um, really tackle those because he's been at so many different levels of short track racing across the United States that he can really handle it. And once he gets a few practice laps out of the way, he usually can start, you know, okay, this is where we need to make adjustments and this is where we need to do this. He's He's got almost a, a, a sixth sense towards short tracks, and how to get around them um, when the car is working uh, at the best of its ability and Brett's comfortable to short track, I can promise you there's not many people that can stop them. So if it's all about getting the, the right mixture there of the good equipment and Brett's confidence. And I think that uh, we get both of those together at some of these short tracks coming up that uh, we'll definitely be in victory lane. Well, Jason, we're looking forward to seeing Jeff and I will be up in Madison, so we're going to check up on you guys and make sure you're doing good. And, uh, in fact, I'm going to turn you over to Jeff right now. And uh, it was great meeting you. We're looking forward to seeing you at races in the future, and we'll see you in Madison. All right, Mike. Take it easy, okay? You too. Bye-bye. Hey, Jason. It's Jeff. How you doing? Uh, glad to see there. you at uh, Michigan. Um, can Getting to back to the, you're starting to get some consistency going back. Now, do you think any of that has to relate with uh, Brett and uh, the crew chief? I, like you kind of you you were around a little bit last year, but I think it's kind of a newer combination for them. Uh, can you con- contribute some of their more uh, better uh, finishes uh, to the co- the communication between Brett and uh, the crew chief? Yeah, absolutely. So last season. Um, of course, we had Grant Enfinger as our crew chief, and, and Brett and Grant really had a nice chemistry together. Um, I, I, we don't really know why they just they just did. And they communicated very well, and and honestly, at the beginning of the season with Brian Barry coming in, um, Brian Barry's a proven veteran that's that's been at many different levels of racing, including the upper levels of NASCAR. Um, we knew that Brian was a great crew chief. We just needed to make sure that um, the way that Brett and Brian communicated would be beneficial to, um, you know, his results on the track. So, or his running on the track. Um, the first few races, I mean, yeah, just there's, there was growing pains. There was always, you know, uh, they still had, they were still feeling them, you know, feeling each other out as far as trying to, you know, how to set up the car. And, you know, when Brett says he's loose, well, what does that mean? Does that mean he's, you know, you know, and they they it, it takes a while with with any driver crew chief pairing. That's always going to take a while. Um, they have really started to communicate much better. Um, Brian's getting more comfortable understanding uh, when Brett tells something about the car that he can kind of um, visualize what needs to be changed and, and vice versa. So um, definitely, 
I feel like their relationship as crew chief and driver has uh, developed and is leading to probably more um, consistent finishes. Um, you know, I, I think it's, and it's really not even just, there's a few different things that have changed. I mean, uh, Kevin Ray, our spotter, um, who has worked with Brett since Nashville um, at our non-companion races, um, has switched over to become our full-time spotter, even at our companion races, because um, Brett was really, um, he's just more comfortable with, with Kevin Ray up there as far as he's with him week in and week out, and it's it's a consistency that, that Brett needs in his, you know, in this season. The same with Brian, you know. Uh, Brian wasn't at Pocono because of his daughter's uh, high school graduation. Um, and we had uh, a GMS crew chief come down and assist us during that race. I mean, there's, you know, all those things might not sound like a big deal, but um, they they do contribute to, to some, you know, inconsistency and things like that. So I feel like Brett and Brian's relationship has grown, and it's it's leading to better finishes and better um, just overall performance at the track. Um, that combined with us getting through our bad luck for the time being, um, I feel like that all these different factors are coming together right now to um, at least get us pointed in the right direction. We're nowhere where we want to be, but we feel like we're at least pointed in the right direction now. So those are all factors, um, you know, moving forward, and and uh, we feel like they're they're doing a good job right now with between Brett and Brian and as far as them, you know, communicating and getting the job done week in and week out. Now, with also, like you said, that, you know, it's good to be that time of the season where you're going from not having weeks off and stuff like that. Are you kind of limiting, limiting shipping cars back? You know, you've been up North. Uh, are you, and now you got to travel all the way back to Alabama. Are you kind of limiting taking cars, or haulers or crews back and forth and just leaving them up in the, up in the North or Midwest and move it on to the next track instead of going back all the way to Alabama and then back up on such short notice on short time. Yeah. So in, in elk, so our shop is, we are an Alabama based team, but our shop is with GMS racing at, in Statesville, North Carolina. So our base shop is, in Statesville. We're an Alabama team, but we run out of Statesville just because you need to be near Charlotte to in the stock car racing community to function correctly. Um, but during the Elko Pocono stretch, um, we definitely made, you know, some, some changes there. So we had our hauler in Elko and it went straight from Elko to Pocono. And we had our intermediate car, on a different trailer coming up from Statesville to Pocono. So we just kind of did a sw- switch over at the track, used the Elko car as a, um, as a backup more or less if something went wrong with the intermediate car at Pocono and then used the Pocono car, um, the primary car at Pocono. So, um, you know, there's always little things that, you know, certain weeks when it's a quick turnaround, like the Elko situation, it was a quick turnaround. Uh, we have to make adjustments for that, and and we, you know, we we do the best we can, and sometimes it it can get a little hairy, but we feel like we can, you know, if we can just get the people to the track and get the correct car to the track um, in a timely manner, you know, we can we can we'll be all right. But um, definitely have to make some some changes sometimes when we have quick turnarounds of tracks, and we'll we'll have haulers, the hauler going straight from track to track and meeting it sometimes with um, a separate trailer to unload a different car on. So, um, yeah, that's just part of it. Um, you see that in all forms of racing when, when you're consistently running week in and week out and there's there's big gaps in where you're going to. So, um, yeah, so that's just that's where we are right now, and uh, it's, it's we make it work. All right, Jason, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you in Madison. I'm sure we will see you in Madison. Like Mark said, me and Mark will be there. So we will check in on you guys and see how things are going. And good luck in Madison. I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. All right, appreciate it. Talk to you later. All right, Jason, tell us where we can follow you, and let's talk about those sponsors, man. 
Alrighty, so guys, if you, if you need to know anything about Brett Holmes or Brett Holmes Racing, go to our webpage, www.brettholmes.com. Uh, we have a great Facebook page that keeps you updated. If you cannot watch these races on Mav TV or you're on the road or, or something and you want to follow what's going on with Brett, um, at Brett Holmes Racing on Facebook, I run the page personally. Um, feel free to, you know, communicate with me if you need to know anything. Um, we want to thank our sponsor, Southern States Bank. They have been tremendous with us um, this, this, this past season and into last season, uh, Veterans Oil and Homes 2 Excavation. Um, all those guys, we appreciate their help. And uh, that's about it. We are looking forward to Madison, and we will see you guys there. All right, Jason. Appreciate it, man. Take us home. No, Talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Thank you. All right, guys. Hey, what about let's let's start. Let me start with Jeff because I mean Jeff and Mark's at Berlin right now, and I know they're going round and round in circles. Jeff, what have you got for? Well, we hadn't even we hadn't even talked Gateway yet. No, we haven't. Let's cover Gateway um, just a few minutes. And and well, Gateway was. uh, Pretty exciting. It was a brand new track for, you know, um, nice mile and a quarter track. They had the uh, ARCA ASA Midwest uh, Series running there. Um, that was a really good race, too, with Ty Majeski winning. Uh, Mark's got the top ten in them if you want that. Hey, yeah, Marty, we, we got Mark the top ten the Midwest Tour. You have the Midwest Tour top ten. Here we go. Ty Majeski, of course, won. Uh, nothing new, uh, set a new track record for the division and won uh, the race two years in a row. So uh, the Riley veteran Dan Fedrickson was second, Paul Schaefer Jr. third, Travis Sasso fourth, Ricky Baker fifth, Cole Rouse sixth, Austin Mason seventh, Dalton Zier eighth, Rich Pickle Jr. ninth, and Dennis Prentley finished out the top ten. And there were 12 cars on the lead lap at the end of the 40-lap race. A really, really good race, wasn't it? It was a good race, Rowdy. And uh, we were lucky enough to be able to watch part of the race with the Arkham Midwest Tour promoter, John Mc- or John McCarn. That's his father, Greg McCarns. And uh, Greg talked and chatted a little bit, uh, says a little bit about uh, Madison coming up this te- this coming weekend. And, uh, just a great guy. I'm looking forward to seeing him. And uh, I'd like to make a nice call out to uh, John Bishi, the uh, media coordinator for Gateway Motorsports Park, for uh, taking care of us this weekend. Uh, we were treated royalty. Uh, just a just a great, great time. Uh, the media center, the food, the beverages, everything. They took good care of us this weekend. And I want to give a big call out to John and his staff. They were excellent. Beautiful facility. Uh, everything was perfect. I mean, great evening. Just great, great time, Mark. I, I, I truly appreciate Gateway for uh, what they did and, and the show they put on. The truck series is absolutely wonderful. Well, Rowdy, I think you, Jeff, and myself were excited about what we uh encountered at Gateway, and it was a great, it was a pleasant surprise at that, so uh, it is a nice facility, really great place to watch a race. I'm ready to go back. I'm ready to go back too, guys. Uh, you know, it's, I'm looking forward to going back. And, you know, Mark is not the only thing that, that goes on there. And rumor has it, Roddy, Arco. It's supposed to be back there next year, so let's cross our fingers because that'll be a great race down there. Several people mentioned it, didn't they, Jeff? Yes, they did. They say it's going to be back on the schedule next year for for the Arctic cars to be there. So let's just hope so. Me too. I, I just don't know. You know, <laughs> would it be the same time, around the same time? Because we talked about how rainy it was. In March, yeah, he was. I, I, I'm sure it'll be in the warmer months uh, uh, of June, July, or August. 
possibly May or September. But I think it's in those key three months there, Rowdy. It's going to have that show. And you know what, Rowdy? I think hey. Jeff and I have to sign off. Well, that's what I was going to say, guys. You know, I was going to let y'all, uh, Jeff, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Um, I'll let y'all just, guys uh, go and we'll finish stuff. Just had a great weekend. Saw a lot of great racing. Still seeing some great racing. Um, like Mark said, uh, me and Mark will be up on Madison on Friday covering the ARC uh, uh, series race. Hope to bring you guys a live show. So everybody tune in. Look for Roddy's Facebook uh, for updates for a live show live from Madison Friday night. How about you, Mark? Hey, Rowdy. Uh, boy, what a great weekend we had. We were very lucky to and fortunate to see the racing we saw this weekend, and we're still seeing. Uh, Jeff and I are going to head in and watch, I think, a really good race. Could be the race of the weekend for us. But we got to get you up here to Berlin, Rowdy. I know you'd like the facility and you'd like the racing. So, hey, tell everybody for next week, uh, we're going to turn you over to Rowdy. He's going to take you to the end. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks. Jeff, Mark, appreciate it. All right. Don is responsible for all the photos, most of the photos that you see on uh, at the Michigan. And, uh, Mark, uh, I'm not sure if you didn't get the camera out. Too much there Saturday, did you, Don? No, I couldn't. I couldn't take a whole lot of pictures, you know. But uh, I got what I could get. I was going to Facebook a whole lot of it live, but uh, you know, thanks to everybody trying to do it at one time, I couldn't do that either. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you start to lose your uh, broadband with every, when everybody gets on their phones and uh, all the activity down. Tr- uh, Bit lane there, that kind of takes the bandwidth out. It does. I'm gonna bring Todd in here. Todd, welcome. Hi, gentlemen. We had a great time, Todd. Oh, oh. Telling you. But by everything that I got to see uh, and be kept updated on. It looked like you guys had a really wonderful time. The video lives were awesome, seeing your trip. Don disappointed <laughs> me a little bit, but, you know, when your phone dies, there's not much you can do. No, you can't do much when your phone dies. But So I'll let you off the hook this time, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Hey, hey, at least I got a picture of Dale Jr. Yes, yes. I, I was happy to see that and appreciate the picture of his car because that was a really awesome car. Oh, he, he's in there, too, if you haven't looked at my Facebook. Yeah, Don was I, uh, official picture taker on Friday He did a good job. Yeah, he did. He he did. And very wonderful pictures. Well, uh, Todd, we got to meet Todd Majeski there on uh, Saturday at Gateway. Nice, nice, nice young driver with a bright future. Yeah, uh, he was one of the ones besides Brett Holmes that I did not get to actually meet in person, but at Pocono, but I was happy at least to get some pictures of their cars. Well, I was able to do a little interview with him, and I'm going to play it now, uh, Todd, if I can. Have at it, buddy.
was the summer before the real world started and the deal was we would get to go if we cleaned it up and got it run that is old Winnebago winging a prayer down a 65 my best friend on football ties I can still see Billy smiling when we finally made it to Talladega Speedway is Birmingham's premier corporate events venue. When your team races together at speeds up to 50 miles per hour in their electric pro carts, they'll leave with a recharged new bond. They guarantee it. For more information on how to book your company event, visit AutobahnSpeed.com. 